0: Welcome to the podcast at ThatGuitarLover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. On the last episode, I spoke about the new Strymon Big Sky plugin. A listener noted that he was not really into plugins at this point and asked that we look into what to consider in a reverb pedal. I thought that this was a very good query, so that's the topic for this episode. We know that many amplifiers come with reverb built-in. Some, like old fenders or their recent reissues, include an actual spring tank reverb. You'll know because if you move the amp, it will be, first, heavy, and second, it will make a sprunging noise as the springs in that tank move around. Spring tanks are awesome, and in my experience, generally sound more like spring reverb than their digital manifested cousins. Many newer amps offer a digital reverb, and the tonality varies from very good to, yeah, never use that. Since whether you like the sound of the built-in reverb is highly subjective, it comes down solely to if you like it or not. Regardless, players are often looking for multiple kinds of reverb in a single location. Some of the newer modeling amplifiers, such as the Line 6 Catalyst, offer multiple reverb types, but most in-amp reverbs are limited to one or two variants. A stomp box reverb can offer more options in a small package that is amplifier independent. Common controls on a stomp box will include a tone control that applies only to the reverb. In natural reverb, the high end falls off faster than the low end, and you will want to be able to exercise some control over this. Decay will control how long the reverb will live. A shorter decay is used for a smaller space type reverb, whereas a longer decay is used to create a larger space. There's also usually a level control to allow you to match the output when the pedal is engaged to when it is not. This helps prevent volume changes when you're switching in and out. I also look for a pedal with a mix control so that I can control the amount of reverb that gets mixed in with the dry signal. A number of pedals that you'll find don't have this option, and you may find it completely unnecessary. For the purposes of this podcast episode, I'm going to use the very popular TC Electronic Hall of Fame 2 as an example of a stompbox reverb and what you might find in one. It's certainly not the only option, but they are widely available and pretty inexpensive. It's also a proven reverb pedal, so if you do choose one, Odds are excellent that you will not be disappointed. Quick reminder, I don't get paid or otherwise compensated for any product mentions. And just as a quick note, the Hall of Fame 2 does not have a mix control, even though I tend to go looking for them. Doesn't make it a bad reverb pedal, just something to consider. And since we're all likely accustomed to spring reverb and the Hall of Fame 2 does a decent spring, I want to spend a bit more time looking at the other reverb options in that unit. And we're going to find these in most other reverb pedals as well. We're going to start with room reverb. It's what it sounds like. The reverb that you would get in a room environment with a generic level of sound absorbing materials. Room tends to be more open and you can control room size and reflectance using the control knobs on the pedal. Room reverb, tends to sound pretty natural. Hall reverb is basically a much larger room, with more angles where sound can reflect from. This produces a reverb with a longer decay, and a slightly more hollow sound to it. As most reverb pedals have options to set the level of decay, you can tweak the reverb so it doesn't sound fake. Church or Cathedral setting reverbs Simulate enormous places with lots of reflections. These reverbs have longer decays and create a larger auditory space. Use of them requires a bit more time to get the settings where you want them to be, as it is fairly easy to get a big reverb that turns swampy. Being able to adjust the decay and the tone is really important. In general, my favorite reverb is the plate reverb. I'm a tenured fellow, and love the sound of the old EMT plate reverbs that were in the great studios of the 60s and 70s. Plate's a very distinctive sound. Use the controls on the pedal to control the decay and the tone of the plate reverb. As ambient or shoegaze music grew in popularity, so did the demand for a shimmer-type reverb. Shimmer adds a bit of pitch shifting to the reverb signal and this adds some other-worldly tonality to your reverb tone. While you wouldn't want shimmer all the time, or maybe you do, when you do want it, you want it a lot. Most shimmer settings on pedals are limited in terms of control, but if this kind of thing is really up your street, there's a very specialized pedal that handles this beautifully, and that's from Strymon. It's called the Night Sky. It's not inexpensive, but it does offer more otherworldly reverbs than most anything else on the market. Lo-fi is exactly what it sounds like, a low-fidelity reverb. They're built to invoke the feeling of old recordings where the reverb tools at the time were fairly limited. You may find a setting for mod or modulated reverb. This adds some chorus-type delay and a bit of pitch shifting, and this creates a slight warble in the reverb used judiciously, this can be nice. If it's overdone, well, maybe you like that. That's entirely up to you. There are lots of reverb pedals out there, and as you look at them, you're going to find a wide variance of options, and some makers tend to use extremely obtuse naming for their controls because they can. While I personally find this tendency to be tiresome, you may not care in the least, and so long as you like the tone from the pedal, that's all that matters. Now you can get into a reverb pedal for about 50 bucks Canadian from an offshore maker that I've never heard of. Name brand reverbs like the Hall of Fame 2 started around 200 Canadian dollars. Middle range reverbs include those from Earthquaker, Keely, Fender, Wampler, Eventide and Walrus Audio starting around 270 Canadian dollars running up to about $400 Canadian. Once you cross that $500 Canadian boundary, you get into the more high-end offerings, such as those from Source Audio and Strymon. But if you've got all kinds of money to spend on reverb, you can look at the Chase Bliss CXM, which is over a thousand bucks. Even if your amp has built-in reverb, you may find that a dedicated reverb pedal offers you more flexibility and more choices ready at hand so when you make your next foray into your guitar shop, take half an hour to audition some decent reverb pedals. It's always better to try pedals out before buying them than to just buy online and hope for the best. Remember that maker demos only ever let you hear their best choices. So do take them for what they are, sales tools. As always, thanks for listening. Please consider subscribing to the articles and the podcast so you get notified when a new one is posted.